Jacob, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Drew. But wouldn't Moriarty disappear out of the holodeck? I think the only thing holographic is your brain. No, you fool, we're going to review an animated uh, movie on this here podcast. Brilliant! No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Why would anybody want to listen to geek, two geeks like us? Because, you fool, these people have uh, are so very easily entertained. Okay, Drew. Nerf! Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Shorts. Joining me today is a man who's going to kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. Jacob. Why, thank you. And like you introduce our co-host, a man who somehow has a magic helmet. Welcome, Drew. How are you doing today, Jacob? Man, I'm doing good with how Corona is going on and all that jazz. It looks like pretty good. So, uh, like Jacob just said, with the current events in the coronavirus making it to where we may not be able to record an episode, but we still want to get some episodes out to you. So, uh, we're recording a bunch of episodes today based on the Looney Tune, the classic Looney Tune shorts. Yes. And, Merry uh, Melodies. Yeah, and Merry Melodies. So, today's episode is on the short, What's Opera Doc? <laughs> if you couldn't tell that from the beginning of this episode... <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead. Uh, if uh, what ba- what this one is basically about is uh, Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd are putting on an opera, opera. that is still basically them, uh, still basically Elmer Fudd hunting Bugs Bunny and Bugs Bunny outsmarting him for the most part. <laughs> so this one was directed once again by Chuck Jones. And uh, the cast was, there's actually two people. Uh, Mel Blanc voices Bugs Bunny, and he is credited. Yeah. Whereas uh, Arthur Q. Bryan voices Elmer Fudd. And huh. he is uncredited throughout the entire thing, despite the fact he's the second voice actor. Huh. That's weird. Um, and, of course, this is probably one of the most expensive Looney oh, Tune shorts yeah. ever made. Uh, it is one of the three... Uh, Looney Tunes shorts that is in the National Film Registry with Duck Amuck and One Froggy Evening being the other two, which you should also be hearing along with uh, this one at some point. Uh, that's why I started with these, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is probably... That's basically what this is about. Um, fumbled over that, didn't I? Anyway, uh, so if you need a spoiler warning for Looney Tunes, here it is. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the Looney Tunes short, What's Opera Doc? Listener discretion is advised. So, I'll admit, when I was a child and I would have first seen this, Mm -hmm. I would not have gotten all the opera tropes. I'm not even sure I get all the opera tropes now, because I've never actually watched a full-on opera, but I have seen enough stage plays and musicals to... You know, be close enough, probably. <laughs> and I just love how there's these throughout the entire performance of this, there are little snippets to the fact that this is not actually happening in the universe. That this is actually a production that Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd are putting on. Yes, all the sets look like sets. Mm-hmm. All the backgrounds look like sets. All the 
uh, the clouds as they move in and out. Yes, very I love obviously <laughs> made out of wood. Yes, in many ways. It's so There's, well animated, and it's well animated. And there is spotlights on characters, characters. when they're supposed to be spotlights. It's like, oh my word! You actually made this look like a stage production. And this is one of the most expensive ones ever did because it's got like 50 backgrounds when most Looney Tunes shorts only have 11 backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't, I didn't count. It's just, I know it's abnormally large because they stole uh, the budget from another Looney, from a Wile E. Coyote short. I don't remember which one, but in order to pull this off because they literally made this without Warner Brothers permission. <laughs> Okay then. <laughs> or it was they they there's this you put this out for that budget? How'd you do that? Well we'll say in about twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> when, we A bit later. Get, when we can't get fired for it. <laughs> so yeah. Oh Wet Me Got the Ways, how amazing this little short is. The there again, high production value, great animation, the the fact be like they put so much detail in the characters motions and what they do and the story is hilarious Mm -hmm. absolutely hysterical and either way i love it i was laughing be like it was funny hearing you laugh so hysterically over this i was laughing we were both laughing it was just fun beyond belief watching this little short Mm -hmm. one of the things you pointed out while we were watching i wanted to go ahead and bring up is the fact that the animation on these characters are so detailed. Oh yeah. That you even see at one point a uh, Bugs Bunny has to take a breath between yeah. two parts of a song and you actually see his chest inflate. Yeah, that to, was incredible. Like, that was that's oh my not god. something you see, especially even at this time, even no. a, even on a uh, on a, a short feature for a for a theater. Uh and then of course the fact that so many little things are set visual things are set to the music. Oh yeah. Especially there in the beginning. And plus, this is this one being such a bombastic. Oh yes. episode. It's like absolutely. It's like it's it's essentially the Elmer Fudd uh, Bugs Bunny relationship dramatized to the nth degree. Yeah, it's just so big and out there, and so much fun to watch. Oh yeah. Even though I don't know opera enough to get <laughs> half of what I'm seeing as opera tropes. Except I do know the fact that operas never end happily. No, they don't, as Bugs very well points out. Exactly. And what's, what's weird about this one is you know, we watch a lot of stuff. Yes. We're used to being able to being immersed in the world. I'm immersed in this world, and the fact that even though the sad scenes yeah. happening at the end for the unhappy ending, I'm la- you heard me. I was laughing oh, yeah. throughout the entire thing. It's like... <laughs> I know this is supposed to be sad, but the fact that it's sad is what makes it funny. funny. Exactly. (laughs) Because it's like, this is an Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny cartoon that is making fun of opera, and it even has the sad ending. Yes. (laughs) You don't even really need Bugs Bunny to pop up at the end and say that line. It's like, because it's funny by itself. Yes. But yeah. Yeah, but also, I think for the kids at the time, the kids now watching, be like, oh my gosh, did Bugs really die? No, he's Bugs no. Bunny. He never dies. He, uh, he's, he, Bugs Bunny will never die, die. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the the one thing that I'd be like, there again, like, kill the rabbit, kill the rabbit. I remember mm-hmm. saying that all the time when kill I was a kid. Wabbit, kill, kill the rabbit, kill the rabbit. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I remember that. I remember like Bugs Bunny being in drag. Yes. <laughs> which is a very common thing for Bugs Bunny back in the day. Especially since in this one he goes full Valkyrie. Oh yeah, he goes complete full back full Valkyrie on it. It is hysterical. Complete with the fattest pony I have ever oh, seen. Oh my word, that was funny. <laughs> that was so funny. And I mean, like the one of the kind of the one of the notes that took away from it, the fact that people nowadays in our in our modern culture would be like take that as they would overanalyze and say this about it and this and this and this and this. Well, I would say it's a gag. Yeah. It's it's a you've, comedy. You've got to take it in context. Yes. I really don't think any of the times that Bugs Bunny does the drag routine, because he yeah. does it like a bunch of times. I yeah. don't remember how many. It's never meant as a political statement. Yeah. It is, I need to be in disguise, and what's the goofiest disguise <laughs> it, I, can, yeah, exactly. I can do that still Elmer Fudd or Yosemite Sam yeah. will not get? Yes. <laughs> will be, it won't see through. <laughs> yes. It's just meant to be a gag. It's meant to oh, be funny. Yeah. It's not meant to be a political statement. So don't make it into one. Yeah. Just have a moment. It's fun. Yes. Take it for what it is, not what your con- your modern mind is wanting to make it. Yeah. But either way, anyway. either way, just be like, I enjoyed this tremendously. The animation in this short, there again, it had a much bigger budget than it, these normally do. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, oh my gosh, oh, yes. from like what you said earlier with the fact that be like you can see bugs breathe. The uh, the uh, I guess the the scurrying on the end of Amber uh, the... Fudd's armor flops yes. down individually. The sheer number of backgrounds, which I know oh, is yeah. not something you, you normally think about, but yeah, I mean, it, especially nowadays because you watch a cartoon and even a two D animated cartoon nowadays and. You know, every frame's a different background, essentially. Yeah. This is like, there's so many different backgrounds, and they never repeat. No, they the don't. The closest you get to a repeat is the two loops mm-hmm. that they do at one point. But that's it. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's going to bring us to the end of this review. I, th- I think so. So, uh, what are you, what rating are you giving this one? Oh, good night. Ten. Yeah. Like, that's just... I hate that this is a... The, that we're doing tens, but yeah, this yeah, is but a perfect the, one. Yeah, Admittedly, the three I picked to start this off with are yeah. all the ones that are actually being preserved by the government. So yeah. that has to tell you how good they actually are. Yeah, exactly. Um, by the National Film Registry. Yeah. So very good. Top ten. Yeah. Like, like you like like we've said before, be like high animation budget. Just everything about this is, is epic. epic. Like, you know, like me and Drew are busting our gut. Every couple of seconds, because mm-hmm. like how well either animations well yeah. or story, and, and it's just this fun. Is, I bet you this is one you could go through frame by frame and catch so many little oh, yeah. details you wouldn't, you can't catch at full or regular speed. Yeah, which yeah. we're not going to do because we don't no. have time. But no, it's what you can see at regular speed is still awesome. Yes. So uh, yeah, that's gonna be the end of that. So yeah. uh, we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Thanks, guys. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page, on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron, on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron, and on Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. 
You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, thecellcast.podbean.com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our RSS feed, if we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community, where we talk about both animated and live-action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim, at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast, where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say The Cellcast, that is with a single L. L.